Hello, I'm Russell Shaw, a Senior Market Specialist at FXM. Welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Since 1999, FXM has provided global traders access to the world's largest and most liquid markets. Keep listening to get our quality market commentary and analysis. Hello everyone and welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Today is the 14th of March. It's Monday. My name is Russell Shaw. I'm a senior market specialist. I'm going to bring in my colleague and fellow senior market specialist, Nick Saboris, in a moment. Uh, Just before I bring Nick in, I just want to remind everyone that this is not to be taken as market advice. It's general market commentary only. And of course, I encourage you to listen all the way to the end. We'll have our regional disclaimers um, once our, uh, my conversation and discussion with Nick is, uh, is over. Um, having said that, let's, uh, let's bring Nick in. Uh, Nick, are you there? Hello, Russell. Hello to our listeners. How are you? I'm very well. How are you, Nick? All good on my side, too. Uh, lots lot of things to, to unpack uh, in, this, uh, in this podcast, right? Yeah, I think it's a um, it's very busy. Um, we did miss last week, which was um, which was Martha. I had technical issues, so um, apologies to you there. Uh, but given that we skipped out last week, uh, we certainly it adds to the to the volume this week on a really huge, hugely um, important time in financial markets. Um, Probably best, Nick, to start off with last week and then segue into into this week. Um, So um, with that said, what were you looking at last week? Yeah, obviously an eventful week uh, in terms of policy and releases, probably uh, we had uh, the the first one to mention is the European Central Bank, which um, handed down down its monetary policy decision. on uh, Thursday, so mm-hmm. obviously not change in interest, but there was a surprise, a hockey surprise from the asset purchase program. So they actually unveiled um, a, a faster tapering path to their APP, the asset purchase program. Uh, and an earlier conclusion, which is now seen at uh, the third quarter, um, so it was, let's say, an accelerated uh, path, although conditional, of course, uh, depending yes. on data. But uh, President Lagarde actually downplayed it and stressed that we're not accelerating. <laughs> I'm not sure that this is what that was, but uh, definitely a hawkish uh, shift there. And they also said that uh, interest rates will take place sometimes after the end of the of the APP. So essentially, I think it opens the door for a, uh, for a hike within the year. Of course, uh, the whole Ukraine situation and potential drag on economic growth uh, and all that stuff could make that complicated. Uh, but uh, that was pretty much the main takeaways from uh, from this uh, from this uh, decision. For me yeah i think what we'll do is um, a little later in the podcast we'll of course be speaking about the fed and uh, perhaps in, introduce the complexities that central banks are facing given the geopolitical 
uh, risks. But before we move on to to this week, um, what was your um, take on the US CPI number that came out last week? Yeah, it's all about inflation, right? So yeah, yeah I don't think anyone was surprised uh, with the new jump in um, CPI inflation, the consumer price index. Uh, it rose 6.5% uh, year over year for the core reading and the headline one 7.9% year over year. They were both uh, the highest since the early 80s so uh the, the trend uh, continues there yeah, uh, yeah. Again, I, don't, I don't know what's your what's your reading there well i think again this is something you know probably will just uh, speak about in more detail when we when we deal with the fed the, the question I, that i'll um um i guess ask and, and you know decision decisions uh, that central banks make are generally made made on call, right? Generally made on call, but we've seen sparks in terms of the um, energy and food prices. Just taking a look at wheat that went, uh, I think, limit up three three days in a row last week. We've seen oil uh, jump over a hundred dollars a barrel. Um, how do central banks deal? Um, with a um, a core number when a headline is um, just um, really the focus at the moment. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good question. Obviously, uh, just for for the for the facts, as you said, uh, their primary focus is the core uh, PC for the Fed. Mm-hmm. Um, the core actually PC, not CPI for the Fed. Yes. But again, inflation yeah. is high. Inflation yeah. is high even in the core reading as well that's in for the year highs um as well uh if they are able to deal it uh, we've talked about it before it's hard to deal that kind of inflation because they're not equipped to do anything about yes. it right yes um and yeah i was just gonna say and that's gonna make uh Fitcher powell's uh press conference i think all the more interesting to listen to because they have a um, a tremendous job on their hands don't they yeah, they do. And one thing I want to mention in regarding inflation is that obviously we also saw um, U.S. President Biden announcing a sanction on uh, Russian oil, gas, and um, uh, coal. And actually, he warned that this would uh, like bring pain in the U.S. Mm. in terms of higher prices. So it's also it also adds uh, more pressure to the Fed. At least that's one aspect of it because again we said about how it could be a drag on economy and all that stuff uh, so yeah uh, it, it, it's definitely going to continue to to be an issue and quite frankly i think that over previous um, inflation releases in the united states states we had seen markets sort of trying to um see the readings as peak inflation as inflation peaking because they were like it's going to end at some, at some point. <laughs> I don't think in this uh, light now with the Ukraine-Russia uh, situation, all these sanctions, uh, I don't know if they're going to try to um, to think of it um, in that sense. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a whole new, a whole new um, scenario at the moment. Just before we move on to um, this week and uh, more of a comment than anything, um, we did see um, the consumer sentiment numbers, uh, specifically out from the University of Michigan. They came in quite poorly, didn't they, on, on that Friday? And I think that um, consumers themselves, I think, are getting quite nervous um, regarding the, um, the um, prospects 
of inflation um, and, dare I say, the prospects of stagflation. And that may be what's uh, been reflected in those numbers. Very, very poor numbers, weren't they? Yeah, and I think it, it makes sense, as, as, you, as you said, this uh, situation, uh, which once again last week was uh, a main focus for markets, the situation around uh, Ukraine and, of course, uh, the sanctions uh, from Western countries uh, against uh, Russia. And that, as you said, reflects on those uh, on those poor, uh, poor numbers. Um, and, of course, uh, the situation in Ukraine remains in focus this week, right, as well? Yeah, that's a good point. Let, let's let's move into this week, um, and let's start off with the uh, the risk sentiment today. Um, again, uh, what do you make of that? Um, yeah, I think sentiment uh, was at a better place uh, today, given mm-hmm. the markets seem to to be a little bit optimistic about the negotiations uh, between Ukraine and Russia. We've seen some supporting uh, commentary talks uh, are ongoing, so. Markets are in a good mood, of course. <laughs> it, it's all gonna depend on, on the on the outcomes, uh, and we've seen markets um, going one way or another way uh, violently, uh, oftentimes. So, but but it's definitely a factor that continues to to be uh, monitored by by markets. Yeah, absolutely. I think just to um, you know um, emphasize exactly what you said there. It's uncertain, isn't it? The, the whole so there is this positivity. We're all hopeful that there's a positive outcome, but at the end of the day, it's uncertain. Yeah, exactly. And that that uh, just to relate to our listeners, that is effectively what risk is in the financial market. So just bear in mind we are operating in this um, environment of uncertainty, and um, it's heightened, which uh, makes Wednesday a, an exceptionally important day for this week. We're talking about um, the um, Fed, um, Fed federal funds rates going to be most likely hiked by 25 basis points. We're going to hear uh, the Fed chair's um, press conference. Uh, what are you looking for um, around that? <laughs> there, there are a lot of components there. So yes. first of all, what I'm looking is uh, uh, the interest rates. So the Fed has hinted towards uh, its first rate hike in uh, in years, mm-hmm. um, again, reacting to uh, surging uh, inflation. Uh, there was some debate as to whether it was going to be a 25 basis points or a 50 basis points, mm-hmm. uh, but we've seen some more aggressive pricing from markets um, toned down. And we also saw uh, Chair Powell uh, saying that he would propose a 25, uh, he would likely propose a 25 hike. So one thing is I'm looking at is whether they will hike by how much and also if it's going to be a unanimous decision. So that's uh, one. Now another. Oh, just to, sorry to interrupt. I just want to emphasize your point there just to our listeners. So uh, if there is going to be a surprise, perhaps the surprise is no, no rate hike, perhaps. I'm just question mark, question mark, clearly. But and if there is a surprise, it's most likely to the downside, not to the upside. Is that is that um, sort of the yeah, my not, 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 not to be putting words in your mouth. I just want to. Um, yeah, yeah, it would be a huge surprise if they didn't hike. Yes. OK. They, they have essentially said they will. So, yeah, of course, we all have uh, recent memories from the Bank of England. So well, we're getting to that. We get yeah, because we're going to get of, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but but uh, these are some main things that will be. But there are more more things there. There's yeah. the, the QE. So, so well. that's what I wanted to ask. What's your yeah. what's your thinking on QE there? Yeah, uh, they have said that they will uh, begin. Uh, actually, QE is supposed to to end. They have already said uh, supposedly to have ended last week. I'm. I'm I guess they're going to uh, give us something uh, in this uh, in the in Wednesday's meeting, but uh, they have said that they will start reducing it. That's the next step um, uh, in regards to all those um, uh, assets they have amassed. Uh, they have said that this process will begin sometimes sometime after the first rate hike, but we don't have details uh, around the size, pricing, uh, timing, and all that stuff. So. Uh, Maybe they will provide some more uh, details, or maybe they will comment on it. We're gonna have uh, to see, but definitely another focal uh, focal point. We don't know if they're gonna give us anything more, but I doubt like Powell won't be asked about it. It's a it's a conundrum, isn't it? Because um, let's just assume. Now uh, I want to make this very clear. We don't know this is what's going to happen, but let let us assume the supply shocks continue. Um, inflation. Um, becomes um, 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 in, inherent to the point that we see um, a stagflationary environment. Would that disrupt the uh, rundown of the of the balance sheet? Well, so they're pretty out there with their aggressive monetary tightening, be it in the interest rates or the reduction of the of the um, of the QE. So obviously higher prices put pressure, but if we end up, uh, and I'm not suggesting that the US economy will go into a recession, but yes. it's likely that some fears, you already think some fears around stagflation. Uh, and obviously if this process and the Ukraine situation and other factors uh, weigh on economic activity, it's definitely gonna make their job much more complicated uh, as there will be two things pulling in different directions. Right. Now, the gravity of it is to be seen, but we could be in this situation that uh, they're going to uh, have to uh, do with competing forces. And um, that's going to be uh, very much um, um, perhaps reflected in the dot plot. You, you think there's going to be changes there? I, I I don't think that there won't be changes. Yeah. Uh, we would probably, for for all intents and purposes, look, we're gonna be looking at a more hawkish uh, dot plot compared to to the previous one. Uh, I don't think that would be a surprise, but still, um, what is going to show is um, something that uh, we will be uh, looking forward to. Yeah, so that, that's a, that's an interesting comment. So uh, I look forward to looking at the dot plot, and of course, you and I will be uh, uh, talking about it next week. I think that um, clearly um, Wednesday is going to be dominated by 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 the by the Fed, but it's not the only important um, release, is it? That we're also going to get the uh, retail sales. Yeah, we do have some. Uh, uh, probably they're going to probably get drowned in the pre-fed uh, thinking but yeah. uh, i don't know do you have any thoughts on it well the, the, my, my um thinking around retail sales it's it's very difficult um to get any sort of trend at the moment just to note um that over the last two months it's been a very volatile 
two months and uh, perhaps looking to see if some sort of normalcy is restored there. I know that um, the forecast is way down for um, for this release, 3.3% um, um, last month to 0.9% this month. So uh, perhaps some sort of normalizing there. But again, you know, the, the, um, the conflict, the geopolitics here is really making uh, analysis, um, which is already difficult because we're dealing with probabilities, right? Well, it's just making it even more difficult. That's true. And uh, speaking of uh, difficult uh, situations, I would uh, tie it to difficult communications as well. And I would uh, move towards the, the Bank of England, yeah. which is on Thursday. What do we think there? All right. So forecast is for 25 basis point um, hike. So we're looking from uh, 0.5 to 0.75. However, we have had issues with the Bank of England in terms of their communication. And um, this... Um, is still um, a risk. Uh, there may be a complete uh, market surprise there. Their communication hasn't been uh, good at all. So when we've got a Fed Chair Powell suggesting 25 basis points, I think we can take that um, with a certain amount of um, trust. Dare I say that lacking on the Bank of England side? Uh, yeah. Uh, We've talked about it on this podcast a lot about um, uh, the BOE communication. Um, the last time, uh, so last time they hiked by 25 basis points, that was their second straight uh, rate increase. Mm -hmm. uh, but four out of nine members wanted a larger 50 basis point hike. So again, this uh this theme plays there now is there going to be a surprise this time around we're gonna have to see and we're gonna have to see the vote count um, as well but um given uh the recent past uh definitely makes me a little bit nervous <laughs> those are i think the the the, the big ones the fed uh boe certainly uh, one maybe um a little uh, little less we are a little less comfortable with the, the communication. What are the other um, calendar events that, um, that you're looking at, Nick? Yeah, we do have a few more things. Obviously, we also have another uh, central bank handing down its monetary policy. Uh, that would be the Bank of Japan on um, Friday. Now, right. uh, the Bank of Japan is like on, on the far Dovis side of the spectrum. Uh, so I don't think we would, we would necessarily see anything uh, very important there. There are usually uh, non-events, usually, uh, the BOJ meetings. Uh, I don't know if you, if you have any thoughts on this one. Or... Well, just to, just to um, my, my, my um, comments would be, well, at the moment, we are seeing the US dollar Japanese yen uh, really skyrocketing. And that's possibly... Yeah. Um, reflecting um, the hawkish versus the dovish. Yeah, the, this divergence definitely plays into, and I would say also this uh, sort of a bit mood we've seen in markets uh, today as well, and it's actually trading at uh, five-year highs. Uh, the pair that you mentioned has been having a very good uh, run on this uh, on these uh, factors, we mm -hmm. also have a few a few more more uh, releases 
uh, there. Obviously, Australian unemployment is always something that um, is closely watched, again, yes. in connection to uh, monetary policy, obviously. Uh, that's on Thursday. Yeah. And we also have, uh, again, inflation this time from uh, Eurozone. It's the final readings for February. We already had the, the preliminary ones um, a few days before, which showed uh, a rise of at 5.8. So inflation is surging essentially everywhere. And we're going to have to see um, those uh, data sets as well. Uh, what, what do you think of those, let's say, the rest of the release? It's a well, 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 for me, it really is, um, I want to keep my eye on the, um, the commodities, uh, both the soft commodities and, of course, um, energy, um, e even gold as a safe haven, just to get a, an assessment of how real is the risk of stagflation. And I think that the, the more, um, the heightened the probability that, that we are um, heading into a stagflationary environment, the inflationary figures to me, well, they almost become, uh, dare I say, meaningless. It, it's it's more how do we how do we solve this uh, this problem because of the the trade offs. How do you solve high inflation in stagflation without hurting unemployment? How do you grow and how do you grow employment without hurting inflation? And um, so we know we are in um, high inflation on a demand side. Once that gets exacerbated by the supply side, I think that's where it becomes very, very interesting. Yeah, uh, definitely. Let me be a little provocative here just to spark things up. <laughs> um, we, like in terms of inflation, we can always <laughs> try and solve it by what we did last year. I mean, not me and you, but as uh, policymakers say, it's transitory and go away. <laughs> Right, that that's uh, probably <laughs> one, one of the solutions. <laughs> yeah, but but we saw where that led us. But again, it's hard to solve this because central banks, for instance, don't have the. It's not their job to solve this type of inflation, no. right? No, they, they don't have the tools. Don't have the tools. And another yeah. point, and we've discussed this again around stagflation. Uh, for economies, obviously, whether we will have stagflation or not is what matters but for markets again it's not if we will have stagflation if it's if it is if markets fear that we will have stagflation oh yeah another yeah. factor absolutely and, and that i think has already started cooping in um and we're gonna have to to see how things turn out nick absolutely wonderful analysis uh, really enjoyed um, um, your, your comments today um any anything else you'd like to add no, just uh, again, we need to um, say that uh, these, obviously the markets, the way they are, you do geopolitical factors and all, but also the releases of the central banks, for instance, the Fed has so many components in it uh, that uh, can create uh, increased volatility and two-way action. So definitely caution is needed around all those events. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful, Nick. So you and I will catch up again in um, in a week's time. I want to thank you for uh, joining me. Just want to remind thank our you. listeners to uh, listen all the way to the end. We're going to have our regional disclaimer. Our regional disclaimers up next.
The FXCM group of companies, collectively the FXM group, is a leading provider of online foreign exchange, forex trading, CFD trading and related services. FXCM Limited, www.fxcm.com forward slash UK. CFDs are complex instruments and come with a high risk of losing money rapidly due to leverage. 63% of retail investor accounts lose money when trading CFDs with this provider. You should consider whether you understand how CFDs work and whether you can afford to take the high risk of losing your money. FXCM AU, you can sustain a total loss of deposits. FXCM AU, AFSL 309763. Please read the Financial Services Guide, Product Disclosure Statement and Terms of Business at www.fxcm.com forward slash AU. FXCM Markets www.fxcm.com forward slash markets. Losses can exceed deposits.